chopping and roasting Yeah, that's what we do Set them up, knock them down Make that cherry glow Whiskey and cigars The gentleman's cologne Cheers, y'all. That sounds like a party about to begin, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this fine radio program, podcast, and video extravaganza known internationally as the world-famous Smokin' and Toastin'. And you have landed on show number 359, and it is our Smokin' and Token. Smoking a token. Every now and then, <laughs> that's a totally different. Spin-off. Every now and then, that that happens. It may be Freudian. The smoking and toasting uh, <laughs> Christmas show for 2023. Welcome and Merry Woo! Christmas and Happy Holidays and whatever you celebrate. I hope it is joyous and wonderful. And uh, even if it's festivus for the rest of us, because mm-hmm. that's that's important too. Uh, we have as our special guest today. For the first time sitting on this side of the mic, other than in some segments and right, stuff, right. Uh, but for the first time sitting on this side of the mic, and perfect timing for our Christmas show, it is our Uber producer, Adam in the cloud. Andrus, Adam, welcome to the show. I'm no longer in the cloud. You're no longer in the cloud. He exists, ladies and gentlemen. He's here. He, he exists. He, he descended on a sunbeam <clears throat> That's into right. the studio. So today's show is going to be a little different because it is our Christmas show. And we have a number of things to talk about that are uh, uh, that are holiday related. And you know, also beer and cigar and, and uh, spirits related. And we'll be, uh, we'll be tasting, you know, no, on a normal show... We usually taste one spirit and three beers, mm. unless we have a guest who brings more, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I think this being the Christmas show, we should absolutely double that and oh, add two more. So we'll be tasting eight beers today. <laughs> so, Damn, my and, lucky day. Yeah, and that, there, yeah, lots of beer. It's a good thing I'm going to work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and by the way, not only are we tasting eight beers, but they are all either Christmas or holiday releases. So... Um, and and we we want to if it's if it's possible to take a moment of silence here on the show for what is missing for the first time for the first year since we've started doing smoking and toasting there is no anchor brewing Christmas ale mm. and we'll just take a moment of silence. Ah, makes me feel wistful about those holidays of the past with Anchor's Christmas sale. Honestly, it was something I look forward to every year. And, of course, this was the year that Anchor Beer was sold and then their new owners shut them down. There is a group of people, including former employees, who are working to raise the money to try to buy the assets and reopen Anchor Brewing. And so we send them our warmest holiday wishes. I don't understand that board meeting. Hey, guys, I got this great idea. Let's buy this brewery. This is actually a brewery that's historic. It's been there forever. It's one of the Mm. earliest craft breweries that's been in continuous. It's been um, said that that Anchor started the craft beer movement. I mean, so like, like, let's buy this. Mm -hmm. And then we'll just shut it down. Right. And it wasn't but a few months after they bought it that they shut it down. That's absolutely ridiculous. I don't understand any of that business. Uh, The first time I had Anchor Brewing was at Big Star uh, in 
the Heights. Uh-huh. At that, uh, it's like a dive bar, yeah, dive yeah. bar, and then it was just such a awesome moment. First time trying it, and yeah. I was like, "What is this anchor stuff?" I heard somebody yeah. talking about it. It's like, good. It's so good. It I was really like, oh, "It's sad. It's gone." But it yeah. really is. It yeah. is very sad. And and you know, buying something and closing it down. What are you, Bain Capital? Because that's <laughs> okay. Probably only a, probably only a couple of people will get that, but those who did will only, laugh. Only a couple of people who've worked in radio will, and ha- they've done that yeah, to a few will things. Laugh like yeah. Terry. So, uh, so thank you, Terry. I appreciate somebody getting it. Uh, we are going to have some um, some uh, some whiskey on the show today as well. This is the and, and I'm going to do my very best to pronounce this right. Amiria. Ganesh. Amiria Ganesh is the name of the distillery. This is called Burns Night. And this whiskey has uh, won a number of different awards. And it is uh, from Atlanta, Georgia. So okay. nice bottle. Yeah, nice looking bottle. So it we'll, looks nice. So we'll be... Well, uh, you know, it was it was facing off the it. side a little bit. And I only saw just a little bit. It looked like the um, Eagle mm-hmm. Rare bottle almost. It mm-hmm. does look quite a bit like Eagle Rare. Uh, oh, but yeah. Burns Night apparently uh, is, is a reference to... Uh, uh, Monty Burns. No, uh, I was from, just no way. No, really? no, no it's okay, not <laughs> from The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> Smithies. Uh, no, uh, it's it's I'm not. It's actually it's actually a, 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 and I'm not really up on my poetry, even though I'm occasionally inspired to write it. Uh, I don't really know my poets that well, but there's a poet I think. Uh, Pete Burns? No, no. Pete Burns was in that '80s band, Dead or Alive. So that that that's not uh, anyway. David Byrne. No, da- <laughs> yes. that was spelled differently. My favorite David Byrne quote ever: When Talking Heads were still together, he was being interviewed on MTV, and it was back when they did that "Stop Making Sense" movie, and he wore that yeah. enormous coat. Uh-huh. And the MTV VJ asked him. Why do you wear the the big coat? And David Byrne says, as straight faced as he can, because it makes my head look little. <laughs> I was like, love this guy. Yeah. Love this guy. Uh, I could use something that makes my head look uh, look little. I have trouble getting into caps and, and headphones and everything else. So uh, Christmas and winter beers, some Burns Night single malt whiskey. And we also uh, will be you know very excited to bring you a holiday edition of Drinking News. Our uh, Drinking News teaser headline is... The hap, hap, happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby danced with Danny F and K. <laughs> you all recognize that line, of I hope. Of course. Yeah. So Clark Griswold himself. Yes. Uh, so we look forward to uh, look forward to that. We'll uh, tell you about another uh, upcoming spirit that we didn't need. We'll tell you about some cigars to watch for. And uh, 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 oh, uh, this I'm I'm really excited about this. There's a new list on one of the big beer websites. Of the worst beers in the world. So I reached nice. out to Adam and Ian, and and we're going to present you with our short list of what we think are the worst beers in the world. Then we'll look at this list and see if any of our beers uh, that we picked are on it. So, uh, And it was funny because when I texted Adam, he goes, does it have to be craft beer? I'm like, no. No. <laughs> no. No. In fact, it probably shouldn't be. Unless you came across a craft beer that's really, really bad. And then... I have one. Okay. All right. Good. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll look forward to those lists and all of that coming up. And we are going to start our uh, our drinking today, other than the cider, which Terry provided, which was really, really nice for we'll give show, our t- show our cider. Twas. Cider's pretty it's really palatable, pretty good. Actually. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe we should have done that as the mystery bev, but we do have a mystery beverage, and I've already poured and passed these around. So, oh, guys, let's, let's try this out and see what you think. Citrusy. It is a little citrusy Very on the citrusy nose. On the it's nose. not hazy. Yeah, no, it's... <laughs> 
It's it's opaque though. It looks like my favorite flavor of Gatorade. <laughs> oh yes, like frost. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, just frost. Yeah. Uh, all right. Right so. off of the bat, tastes like Sprite. Right on the Ooh. front palate, Fresca. No. Yeah, kind of like that with um Fresca with a bad like fake sugar aftertaste but just like fresca, fresca had that just like fresca is tasted oh. just like Remember, fresca there used to be there were only two diet sodas in the world tab right? and fresca tab and fresca <laughs> and uh, the aftertaste was a little more palatable i thought on fresca than yeah. it, than it yeah. was on tab yeah you're yeah. right you're right yeah up, up front it's nice and sugary but at the back it's a weird it is, it's yeah, a little you know, weird you're right you're right hard yeah. pass Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Ian, this is the mm. opposite of oh, what you like. Yeah. Hard pass. No, that's, that's, that's officially gross. <laughs> and it is officially or uh, grody to the max, if you will. Fresca. Fresca mixed original grapefruit citrus vodka spritz. I had no you know, grapefruit. That sounds so much more interesting. Where's than the grapefruit? I didn't get any so, grapefruit either. What the? Well, Fresca always wow, you know, Fresca, purported that... to have a grapefruit. Grapefruit it in, should just in, say in, it did. It flavor. always that this it tastes just, just like Fresca. Like, it should just say uh, effervescent drink mixed with sugary wow. ass sugar. <laughs> you know, but how, not real sugar. How do you get the real sugar taste up front though? And and by the time you get to the finish, it devolves into the oh, Fresca. That's <laughs> Fresca. That's it Fresca. Says, we'll see. This is why we taste that uh, on the aftertaste. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the bottom of the can it says vodka with natural flavor and artificial sweeteners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why it has the artificial yeah. sweetener taste. I don't wow. taste the vodka like, at all. Yeah, there's no vodka. I'm sleuthing this out. I'm not on the proof. You this know? is that's really yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't taste the vodka. Yeah, at I, all. I, no, it just tastes like Fresca. I mean, it it's, tastes like you know. So is this their new line they're trying to push? Or? I guess so. I yeah. just stumbled across this this week. So mm-hmm. my mom used to drink Fresca. Maybe uh, she she would have drank that thirty and, years ago. I mean, ago. if you, you <laughs> and know, by the okay, way, let me also say that I I won't like any. Diet drink is safe in my fridge. I just want yeah, to touch right, it. Like, right. I've got no use for it. I will, I will drink water. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even joking. I will drink yeah, no, water. Like, you put a Diet Dr. Pepper or Diet Coke in my fridge, yep. and it will be there the next time yeah. you get there. Well, uh, Unless uh, Tiffany drinks it. But. Yeah. Well, as far as this is concerned, I got. I, I got, still can't get the taste out of my mouth. I got five more if you want them. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I had to buy a six pack. That, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, we got to try this for a mystery bev. Oh, man, I got to buy a six pack. I'm trying to yeah. scrub my mouth with cider. It yeah. reminds me, I, like I say, when I was a kid, my mom used to drink Fresca, mm-hmm. and I would go into the fridge, and there would be nothing to drink except for water and Fresca. I'd be like, oh, and I'll take the Fresca. And it's, <laughs> <laughs> that's how I know exactly and called it. So uh, it's, it's going to be, uh, yeah, it's going to be hey, interesting. I, I will say this though, mm-hmm. I'm not a Fresca fan, but everyone in here immediately said Fresca, right? And yeah. so, so they if were you successful. That, yeah. that is a success. They really on some did. Level. So that's if you like Fresca, point. maybe you yeah. love this. That's yeah, if point. you like Fresca, you have to love that. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I, I like it. Um, so we'll get to some other things to hopefully wash that uh, taste from your uh, mouth. Uh, <laughs> Ian. I'm going to uh, sit yeah. over here and sip on some turpentine. I, I, and, and I think I think that's the best wrap up, by the way, for the mystery beverage. If you liked Fresca, yes, you'll probably like this dead on yeah yeah. so so yeah and and it has some vodka so maybe after 13 or 14 of them you might be feeling a little (laughs) yeah Yeah. really can't taste the vodka coming in at a a smooth five percent that seems to be the number that all those yeah the the, the seltzers and and hard seltzers and all of that so so adam our our our, uh, former you know studio producer now our uber producer in the cloud is uh, is on the show you and your wife relocated to washington (laughs) dc how long has it been it's been two years ago 
Uh, almost two years. Almost two years. Almost ago. two years. Yeah, I think it'll be two years in May. And it's, so it's been almost exactly three producers ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do yeah. not get me started. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, Adam, I was I was wondering um, how you found the craft beer scene to be uh, there. I I know yeah. I came and uh, when I was able to come and visit you guys, uh, we definitely picked up some good craft beers, many of which we brought back here to uh, be able to enjoy on the show. But but how would you compare it? To what you were used to in Houston before you left. It's not as plentiful as yeah. Houston, but there's definitely a, a few, you know, if you know where to look and right. where to go, there's definitely some awesome craft brewers. They're doing some great stuff there, but uh, I think um, just outside of D.C. too, just in like the Virginia area, just in uh, even in Maryland, they have yeah. some awesome craft brewers I was going to well. say, we've had a few really good craft, brewer, uh, craft brewers from uh, the Maryland area, yeah. and I understand around Frederick, Maryland, which is about... That's about maybe an hour from you. Yeah, uh, like that. That's uh, that. That's got a little uh, sort of craft beer scene booming yeah. there in in that yeah. town. So, uh, so, but it's interesting, you know, because you come, you you leave there from here where you've got you know St. Arnold, our sort of holy grail, been here forever. Yeah, there's nothing all, like a St. Arnold there, and all these great little places popping up, and all yeah. these uh, tap rooms and and uh, brew houses and stuff. Uh, the scene really is exploding. In fact, we might have to tell you on this show about the uh, fifty the U.S. states that produce and drink the most beer. It might surprise you, uh, so maybe we'll get to that if we have time. We got a lot to cover on today's show, and it is the holiday show, so. Uh, Merry Christmas to you guys. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. As of the airing of this show, Christmas will be only a couple of days away. <laughs> and, uh, Ian, I hope you remember what I told you that I wanted, that uh, just one cigar. <laughs> just the one, AJ? Yeah, no, just the one cigar that was uh, like $100. 100 bucks for the one cigar. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I'll take it. Or the one with the gold leaf was even more than that. Maybe, maybe oh, yeah. I'll go for that yeah, one. That's yeah. right. Just right. one cigar is all he wants. We're going to take a break, and when we return, the beer tasting will commence. The fresca taste will be washed away, and this is Smoking and Toasting. We'll be right back. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting. Our show is about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. This is our Christmas show, so we're really excited. We're also going to be talking about the worst beers in the world. But before we do that, let's get to some good beers. And we're going to start our Christmas celebration with one I think we're all familiar with. But every year when this comes out, I get a little excited because that means the holidays are around the corner and there's some good drinking to be done. When this comes out and... Um July. In July, yes. The holidays are right around the corner, <laughs> and there's some good drinking to be done. No, it's just like uh, you know, it's just like you know, Christmas tree decorations. Yeah, I was going to say that stuff comes Depot. out in July anyway. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. So, so Get you why, in the not, mood. why not so, go ahead and, uh, you know, and start if, singing if carols? If you listen to this show um, for more than a few episodes, you probably know that I'm a huge fan of the St. Arnold Christmas. Ale. Yeah, it's just I, I, uh, this right. is no surprise to any of us because we've all had it. But it, I just couldn't exclude it from our Christmas celebration. As so. a matter of fact, um, laying it down as a uh, as a, a standard for right, it's a good starting point. That's what ales. I thought because we know we like this, and uh, you know we're going to be doing. It's not a blind taste test, but we will be, I'm sure, comparing one to another. And by the way, not all of them are going to be the same style of beer either. Right. Uh, they're just beers that have been designated by their breweries as uh, holiday beers. So, so Santa this Arnold, one's been coming out for a long. Time. Christmas ale, rich and cheerful. Mm -hmm. This is coming in. 
No wonder you like 7. this. 7.5%. 7.5. Yeah, there you go. You know, I love that. Well, it, you know, this also means that the, the holidays are the time of year to enjoy St. Arnold's Christmas Ale and to make my yearly request to the St. Arnold Brewery. And that is, please bring back the holiday seasonal you released, I think, for only one year, which took this Christmas ale and combined it with St. Arnold's very first IPA, Alyssa, Uh the Sailing Santa. That was delicious. And I have tried pouring them in together at home and it does not work. It's not the, the Alyssa same. IPA is particularly good. Well, that was that was the first oh. St. Arnold IPA. And they've got, you know, Art Car kind of came along and and you know, eclipsed it in terms of Whoa. sales and stuff. Now I love their juicy and the harmony, but but yeah, Alyssa was the OG. It was the original. You know, so they don't uh over at St. Arnold's they don't tamp things down until after they put something out real big. And Alyssa was a big IPA. Yeah. You know. Well, they they also have the the banger uh, IPA, mm-hmm. which is a big IPA. And with this, I feel like it's such a soft bitter on the back end. It's like hundred percent. It's, 100%. it's yeah. such a soft chill. It's like anyone who doesn't like IPA could still enjoy this. With, right. It's still just a soft like. It's so easy to drink, and it has a little bit of that caramel malt mm-hmm. uh, character to that it. Robust, so mm-hmm. good. Yeah, maltiness to it right up front. It has a bright finish. Um, and it has a little bit of that bitter, like you're talking about, but almost like an ESB bitter, not a yeah. not a right. um, not a hoppy bitter. Yeah. We are very fortunate uh, here in Houston, where we live and where the show originates, in that our sort of like hometown brewery, St. Arnold, has not only a Christmas ale we anticipate every year, but an Oktoberfest that we Oktoberfest. anticipate every year that is just outstanding. The summer and, uh, pills, uh, yeah. Oh, I know. They just I mean, they just nailed the the seasonals. They yeah, really the do. seasonals are so. And good. the Springbok is uh, yeah, worth looking forward to as well. So, in fact, that's about to come out next Tuesday. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're looking forward to. No, I know they have to do that to get it on the shelves in time and all of that kind of stuff. But I will just say. I almost stopped ordering Oktoberfest by the end of October because I wonder how long it's been out. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, well, that's why you know this Christmas ale is is probably getting like we we need to drink it. Exactly, and we always need that to drink it. That being said, I did just buy a twelve pack of it this yeah, week, see? Um, yeah, and I'm I will drink you. it by the uh, yeah. Before. I'm sh- I'm sure you'll get it gone before it goes bad. <laughs> I'm sure. Oh man. Well, uh, like we said, a lot to do. We haven't even talked cigars yet. Ian and I both have a cigar we want to talk to you about. So that's coming up. We also have. Um, some very, very interesting holiday beers, many of which we've had this one, but many of these are going to be new to us. So I'm excited about uh, excited about getting to these. We'll do all of that when we come back. It is Smoking and Toasting. Our show is about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. Adam Andrus, our producer, is our guest today, and we'll be right back. Welcome back. Smoking and Toasting is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. So 2023 was has been a big year for us. That was the year we got our radio syndication started. And uh, we're awesome. now heard on uh, a handful of broadcast stations around the country. And we expect that to grow uh, in 2024. What's so, up, Norlands? Yeah, we're really excited about it. So um, so nice to have you guys on with us as we celebrate the holidays with Christmas beers. But before we get to the next one, Ian, I wanted to ask you if you had had the opportunity to smoke anything interesting this week. You know, week. it's funny you should ask. I did. I picked myself up... Um, uh, Sencillo Black mm. Edition Limitada Nicaragua 2023. Um, this is a four and a half by 50 Robusto. 
uh, the appearance is milk chocolate brown, semi-rustic and uh, oily and very firm feel overall with two bands on it, the big S uh, with the black underneath it. So, you know, it's the, uh, the black edition because they also have a platinum edition. Mm -hmm. And then um, <clears throat> there we go. And then um, it has the uh, secondary band that says the uh, uh, limited edition. And then the pre-light... Uh, Pre-laid sniff on this sweet and chocolate uh, with coffee and some cake batter kind of sweetness to it as well. The pre-laid draw on this, I used a punch. It had a gentle draw. Sweet fruit and mocha is what I got right off the bat. Uh, the initial light, Nicaraguan pepper blast. Mm. So I didn't get a whole lot of information on what the wrapper was. I think the wrapper is a Honduran uh, something... <laughs> or another, but the uh, the the oh the something or another that's a great leap something or another yeah I'm being so so honest uh, no I looked it up and I spent some time trying to figure out what it was uh, all I got was basically Nicaraguan binder and filler and a hunter and wrapper so okay um, but I I did the initial light on this and I got the Nicaraguan pepper blast. Uh, right there, right up front, along with sweet coffee and chocolate, quickly settling into a medium-strength spicy coffee and chocolate bomb. Retrohale is woody and sweet with pepper. The first third of the cigar, cedar and tangy leather, lead the way with the underlying chocolate and sweet creamy note. Full satisfying smoke delivers a medium-strength experience. Uh, Retrohale is cedar and sweet uh, with pepper, solid ash, good burn. The second third of the cigar, dark fruit and chocolate notes weave throughout uh, with the tangy leather and cedar. Spicy pepper remains a consistent undertone. Retrohales cedar and sweet with pepper, solid ash, perfect burn. The last third of the cigar, sweet and creamy notes combined with cedar and spicy pepper to create a complex bouquet of flavors. Retrohales cedar and sweet with pepper. Nice. Price to quality. This thing was $8.50. Nice. Seven. Seven. Seven on the scale. Wow. I buy these on a... all day long. It was fantastic. It was right up my alley as far as the, the leather it. and the chocolate and a little bit of coffee and sweetness. It was mm -hmm. absolutely fantastic. Um, I highly recommend this. Wow. Nice. Well, I want to tell you about the one that I smoked this week. I smoked the <clears throat> Hammer and Sickle Robusto. Now, I have to admit, it feels a little weird. To smoke a hammer and sickle cigar. I mean, just from the name and the logo, it makes me kind of wonder, you know, am I doing something bad, something unpatriotic uh, by smoking this? Or is it more like watching one of the great Robin Williams movies, Moscow and the Hudson? You saw that movie, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. I defect. I defect. Like, mm -hmm. that's great. Or, or the amazing series, The Americans on FX. Seriously, if you haven't binged it, do it. It's awesome. That is a great show. Carrie Russell naked. Need I say more? <laughs> In any case, the Hammer and Sickle brand made by Davidoff is an interesting cigar. It consists of Dominican filler and binder tobacco wrapped in an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper, promising an interesting blend. Because you got all that, uh, you know, get all that Ecuadorian Connecticut uh, wrapper and you got filler from uh, the Dominican Republic. So I used up a, a punch and started to check it out. The pre-light sniff and the cold draw Reminded me of going to the movie theater. It wasn't overpowering, but it had that distinct sort of buttered popcorn mm. vibe. You know that you smell as soon as you walk into the, the movie theater, right? When you said reminded me of going to the movie theater, I could not imagine unless you were like on the set at Cape Fear. Or yeah. like <laughs> well, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, well, there was a, anyway, there was a distinct buttered popcorn vibe to the hammer and sickle uh, on the cold draw. Once I lit it up, the butteriness remained, although not so much the popcorn. 
Instead, I got oak and caramel and a tiny hint of pepper. Construction was solid. The ash held on for a little more than an inch before dropping into the tray. Burn line was nice and straight. Strength was mild, leaning just a little bit towards medium. Second third was not wildly different from the first. I did get some cedar and some sweeter notes that developed with pepper on the retrohale. So far, so good, and a lot of flavor for a milder cigar. Final third zeroed in on the cedar. Butteriness remained, and I determined that it's really more mild than medium, but the pepper does give it a little kick, right? Mm -hmm. Bottom line, for a mild cigar, I like this a lot. I don't smoke a lot of mild cigars, but when I'm in the mood for one, this one, this one, you know, would do it. It never, uh, you know, devolved into that stereotypical just grass and hay that some mild cigars, uh, you know right, what I'm talking about, right? right? Uh, it never did that. Uh, and it was buttery and toasty to the very end with pepper and wood notes, keeping it interesting. Construction was spot on. And it should be because in the Robusto size, the hammer and sickle cost me between nine and $10. Mm. I guess that's become normal for a Robusto. Yeah. I guess uh, it's not outrageous, but it is cert it is enough. I mean, mine was mine was only eight dollars, but yeah. you had to pay the the uh, Davidoff tax, right? Exactly, and you know, nine to ten dollars for a robusto isn't outrageous, but it's still enough that I think you can expect a certain level of quality. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. So, uh, which in this case, it delivered. I really enjoyed it. I even smoked it, uh, yeah, or I enjoyed it even if it smoked in under an hour. Usually you want a Robusto to be about an hour. Uh, but anyway, the fact that I got distinct flavors and zero construction problems, I will give it a 5.5. And uh, nice. that's one thing you can say for Davidoff. They do market a whole lot of... Cigars that are not worth what they charge for them, but construction on Davidoff products is usually quite good. I will, so here's my here's my take on the Davidoff. Mm -hmm. uh, Davidoff, I don't know anybody who picks up a Davidoff cigar and goes, "Man, this doesn't taste good." Mm -hmm. Right? That's never the complaint about it. I don't know anybody who complains about construction on Davidoff. That right. doesn't make sense. Uh, it's just the price. Right. The price is big. Like they are big, and you expect a lot from that. You and, know? and they don't make huge flavored, huge strength cigars. Medium is is really like that. Media noche, right? Is is like the every the now and then they'll put one out like a very limited that's got a little more kick to it. But yeah, you're right. And and if you feel like you're not paying enough for your Davidoff cigar, you can always go for a Zeno by Davidoff because there. They, uh, I, for whatever yeah. whatever reason, that cigar attracted the attention of the hip hop community about twenty years ago. Jay Z, and then that was it for man. obvious reasons. They just absolutely blew up, yeah. and so they raised the price on them all. You know, it's a they're a, they're a marketing <laughs> that's, company. That's for real. Jay Z picked up Zenos because it had yep. the Z on it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and they were good cigars, so yeah. it's, you know, it's They're hard to go cigars. wrong with that. But, yeah, they, they blew yeah. up the price pretty hard. <laughs> anyway. Well, Hammer and Sickle, uh, you know, don't uh, uh, don't smoke it around your most patriotic friends. They might get the wrong idea. But other than that— <laughs> Yakov uh, Smirnov would be proud, though. Oh, see, you had to bring up Yakov <laughs> You were naming Smirnoff. all these things, and you didn't oh, name Yakov Smirnov. <laughs> no, there's a reason because he's awful. Like, this is a human being. He had one joke. Toilet paper lines in Russia. That was it. That was his only joke. And he just told it over and over. He was terrible. He did a whole uh, stint on Night Court, though. Yeah. I mean, what about Get Her Done? Rest I still case. don't understand what's funny about that. Well, at least, I, I don't think Get Her Done is funny, but he does have some 
pretty funny yeah. redneck humor. Yeah, but you so know what? Rednecks walking around saying "get her done." Here's the thing: and, when, and laugh about it. I mean, yeah. What's funny about I, that? I get that, but then when you couple that with "I did a Disney movie," then you're rich. <laughs> That's how that works. That's exactly right. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite thing about his comedy, which I've seen a little bit of. Is when he says something he feels like where he may have crossed a line, he'll say like, I'm sorry, God bless the pygmies in Africa. And that's funny to me because I grew up in church being told to pray for the pygmies in Africa. So that's funny to me. Uh, Oat cream double IPA dry hopped on Comet, on Citra, on Azteca, and on Eureka. Even Rudolph couldn't light the way through this hazy IPA. Ho, 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 y'all. So Ian is holding a can uh, from Ingenious, uh, uh, a local it, Houston this, area brewery. And these guys are out of their minds, by the way. This can is beautiful. Yeah. That's it's called got, On Comet. It's called On Comet. And it's got uh, a reindeer popping out of a... Uh, we have some B-roll that Adam Christmas can insert box. in this, too. Yeah, yeah. popping out popping of a Christmas <laughs> present. and he, He's uh, clearly had a few. He's clearly had a few, <laughs> yeah. yes. Yeah. So I, I, you I, know, love I, I love that you're committed to this because, like, our first beer was coming in at a paltry 7.1. Yeah. So uh-huh. now the second beer you've raised to an 8.1. Oh, See, uh, I love where you're going <laughs> with this. It's going to be a fun show. That's all I can tell you. Uh, so this one is actually an IPA. Not a lot of holiday beers are IPAs. So no. this is this yeah, is I got to say off the bat. They nailed this one. Yes. This is yes. amazing. They did. This well, Ingenious, what I love about them is, A, they're not afraid to try anything. Uh-uh. Like, they will go for some of the strangest, craziest beer ideas, and sometimes they don't hit. This but, has, boy, when they this do. This is a little touch of that artificial orange slice mm. that you get around Christmas, you know what I mean? Yeah. In the best way. It, it has oh, oh this, totally, I totally understand yeah. what you're saying. It has this yeah. total, like, like, a little bit of that going on right before the, the, the end of the uh, this this is freaking delicious. Is what this is. It's way really too good. easy to drink too. Yeah, eight percent. So good. Oh my you god. You can see why comments a little bit on. <laughs> yeah, no lie. Yeah, that's yeah. I tell you what, Ian, we've got to get those guys back on the show. We one hundred percent. That I'll is be a, reaching out to them. Yeah, that's a thing we need to do because when they when that's they come right on the genius, show, I'm coming for you. When they come on the show, they have a tendency to bring stuff that's even weirder than what you find <laughs> yes. in the stores all the time. And, and dude, and I love that. If you've ever been to the brewery, their brewery has the weirdest beers. Yeah, it's awesome. Like. It's it's absolutely crazy. I want to know how they were able to make this like the finish on this is so it really is it really is like drinking orange juice, isn't it? Yes, it it, It finishes so clean. and just nice. Like man, Mm. so good. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, we started off with two hometowns, and they really went quite well. I think. Uh, Oh yes. Now this isn't exactly hometown for us, but it's not far away because this is a beta from Louisiana. Yeah, this is like next door. And you want to talk about. Louisiana. We had on last week's show, if you didn't catch it, go back and, and watch it. We had the Ghost in the Machine Imperial oh, version from uh, yeah. that was yeah. one of the best IPAs ever. These yeah. guys already had one of the best IPAs of all time. And then they upped it. Like that one went yeah. to 11 in, in the best way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm jealous. I get to all right, try this one, one is pouring foamy no matter how I pour yeah, that's a big, I have one at the house head. for you for Christmas. All right, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, the, like, I got this. So, yeah, uh, so Adam and his wife will be uh, joining um, my wife and I and uh, other family members uh, for our Christmas celebration, which is going to be Sunday. That's how oh, hard it is to wow. get on Adam's calendar. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> Don't so do that. Don't do that. We're two, we're two weeks early, but it's okay. It's hey, okay. You know what's nice about that? that yeah. Christmas is over with for you. You're yeah. like, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. I'll just smoke a cigar on that day. Mm-hmm. 
Each year at the Abita Brewery, we craft a special dark ale for the holiday season. Then Papa Noel harnesses up his team uh, of gators and makes a special <laughs> delivery. Love it. Uh, I, I will say I have a kind <laughs> Did of a... Did he take him to the vet? Sorry. <laughs> that was just too easy. <laughs> I have a kind of a hot and cold relationship with Abita's beers. They have some that I just don't get. I agree 100%. But they have some others that are fantastic. Uh, you know, I get what they do. Like, their Purple Haze mm -hmm. has a certain fan base. It's not my favorite. But yeah, it it's not my favorite either, but, but it does um, have a fan base. You're right. But Turbo Dog. Turbo Dog's good. Turbo Dog is just something different, and it's real good. Uh -huh. So, like, I mean, I'll try anything Abita. Like just because it's and so what is this one? Is it just Christmas ale? What's it called? This is Christmas ale. Uh, the recipe changes each year. Okay, uh, so this so is the twenty twenty three sale is always the perfect gift. The twenty twenty three Christmas ale. Yeah, this is the new one, brewed and bottled by. Let's see, you know, we already know that a beta brewing Christmas ale doesn't say much else on there. Oh wait, here's some information. It says, uh, according to the Surgeon General, women shouldn't drink alcoholic beverages during pregnancy. Oh, I need to put this down now then. <laughs> uh, but a beat of Christmas and it's it's funny because it's got the Santa Claus and uh he's being pulled by um by gators. By gators. <laughs> yep, you gotta love yeah. that. Uh well you haven't tasted this yet, have you? I've not yet. Well, it is absolutely not an IPA. Like it, it is, smells it could not be more different it from the last beer. It smells fantastic. Yep. It smells like a like a, a fruit cake almost, mm -hmm. like a like like beer bread oh, and fruit yeah. cake. That's mm -hmm. a good description yeah. of Definitely that. Definitely bready. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, come on! That's fantastic. I had a feeling you were gonna like this one. <laughs> it's like, I hadn't tasted it's it. It's like crusty uh, uh, bread. It's like a little slightly like brown crusty. Yeah, you know, what I mean? you, know you know how uh, you know some kids' moms and cut the crust off the mm -hmm. bread when they make their kid a sandwich. It's like somebody took all that bread crust and made a beer out of it. So uh, maybe I'm weird. <laughs> I love the crust. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I can't wait to the end of the bread and just make sandwich out of the crusts. Yeah, I'm the same way. We call that the Love heel. It. Yeah. That's what, <laughs> that's, what, that's what my mom would call yeah, it. That last right. piece. Yeah, you got to keep the heel on there the whole time you use right. the bread because it keeps the rest of the bread fresher. Uh, yeah. Until you get to the uh, very yeah. end and then you've got two heels and you make uh, a heel sandwich. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you know what's real good is a heel sandwich that's a grilled cheese. We were, we were, yeah, we were so poor when I was a kid. And this is not a, a line. This is an actual thing. We were so poor when I was a kid. <laughs> That when we got down to the uh, the the two heels in the bread pack, my mom would make a heel sandwich. But in order to make it um, more palatable to kids who often don't like all the crust, it would be a butter and sugar sandwich. Ooh. She would butter the two slices of bread, wow. mix sugar around in the butter, put them together. And uh, yeah, that was the heel sandwich. It was always you, you always want you always fought you for the heel that. sandwich. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Hey which man, may I was no stranger to mustard and cheese sandwich. Yeah, too. yeah. I was going to say which <laughs> may explain explain some of the uh, pharmaceuticals that I have to take now. Uh, but uh, <laughs> we're going to take a break, and uh, uh, we still have drinking news mm. coming up. We have not started. We'll do this in the next so segment. Good. We'll start with our list of the worst beers while we continue to. We're on a roll here with these beers, though. So Great. we'll continue to taste these holiday beers. It's smoking. And toast it. It's our Christmas show. Merry Christmas, Merry everybody. Christmas. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> In the beginning. 
Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting. Our show is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. We're glad you're here. It's our Christmas show. Adam Andrus, our uh, Uber producer in the sky, is not in the sky this week. He's joining us in the studio and tasting Christmas beers with us. And while Ian pours that, I'm very excited about this uh, uh, about this list that I found. I, I, I found this list online, and I immediately like closed the webpage. I bookmarked it so I could get back to it, closed the webpage, because I... It was a list of the worst beers in the world, currently, by one of the- <laughs> You don't uh, want to spoil it by reading yeah, it. By one of the uh, beer websites. It's AmericanCraftBeer.com, worst beers in the world. And I thought, I want to read this for the first time on the show, but then I thought we should do our own list. Now, this list is probably 10, 20 beers. We should do our own list, though, of the uh, of our top three Ian and myself, worst beers. Uh, and I asked Adam to do one, too. I don't know if Terry has three uh, worst beers, but you'll have a chance to chime in, Terry. So, Adam, let's start with you. Your three worst beers in the world, according to your taste. Being that I haven't tried all the beers in the world, I'll say the beers that I've tried. Okay, but... <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, we have but, to have tried them to know right, that. Right, right. But, uh, That's a requirement. I'll say start off number one is uh, it's a watermelon Dorado by Ballast Point. Uh, I don't know. Have I? Have we had the watermelon? I think Dorado? we did have that on the show yeah. at some point. In time. Is that where you tasted? Was it here was, on the show? No, I had it. Uh, I bought it at the like, I don't know grocery store H E B or something um, because did you I was just looking for something fun and yeah, just different. You thought you would like it exactly. Right? A yeah. ballast point. Oh, safe. Yeah, you know, right. But it, it looks interesting. Watermelon. Mm, okay, well, let's see here's, what's going here's on. Here's the thing I've learned about beers that say watermelon yeah. in the title. Run away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's yeah, one that I've had. There's a watermelon Goza. I can't remember who makes it. Goza's? Okay, good. so Goza's are a different thing, so I'll agree with that. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, anything else, watermelon. Yeah, and I think they had a couple other fruity selections, mm -hmm. like something with a fruit They have, they have the a title. grapefruit sculpin. That's yes. a good beer. That's okay. a good beer, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then so I ended up picking up this one, and I took it home, and I you know, cracked it up and was like, oh, can't wait to try it. And <laughs> I didn't even finish it. I was like, hell no, no this is a terrible, <laughs> terrible. Right. But uh, yeah, that was not not good. And then uh, there's another one I had uh, when I was in Colorado visiting uh, some friends there in um, Denver, and we went to a brewery. I, for the life of me, I can't remember the name of the brewery, so I, that's, that's disappointing. But yeah, but yeah, I had a uh, smoked porter. And I've had a smoked porter before that was okay. And I was like, oh, I'll try another one. They're like kind of selling me on it. And I was like, yeah, sure, you know, I'll try it. And uh, took a couple sips and it was just like literally drinking a campfire, but oh, in the worst yeah, way. You yeah. know what I mean? It was like <laughs> drinking an ashtray. Totally, you know what totally I mean? I was, like, I was like, oh my God. Like, I've never returned a beer. At any brewery, bar, anything, I've never returned a beer. I returned this beer. I was like, no way. Yeah. I can't drink I can't it. I just it. can't yeah. even drink. I just couldn't yep. drink it. Right. The burp is like a, you know, it's terrible. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah. So, and then third, it's got to be Bud Light. Bud Light? <laughs> just because. Just, just because. because. Bud Light. No. Uh, all right. Can't Ian, let's, uh, let's hear from you. So, <clears throat> I can't remember the name of it, but I'm going to go with... One of them that uh, that I remember the most, there was a brewery that opened up in the Heights here in Houston, and it was called, it was Heights something, not Great Heights, because Great Heights yeah. makes great beers. Yes. Uh, it was uh, something Heights, or anyway, it was just, just right up the road there, and uh, every beer they made was awful. I could not believe how bad their beers were. I just was blown <laughs> away every time I tried it. I was, Not just I, a beer, but I think brewery. I remember you telling me about this. Oddly <laughs> enough, they went out of business. Oddly enough, yeah. Uh, um, okay, I'm going to put up uh, any beer that says Chilada. 
Okay, oh, that's fair. Ouch. That's fair. I mean, if you're and there's a lot it, of that here in Texas. If you're buying yes, it in a can that says Chilada, it yeah. ain't gonna be good. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Um, I just heard someone cuss at you in Spanish. Heineken Light. <laughs> Heineken Light, really? It's freaking awful. Remember that light what? beer that you brought from uh, the, the Mexican lager that you bought? Uh, I do remember it. Okay, it's it's worse than that. I always put oh, Heineken Light. Too. I'm sorry. Heineken is bad there is no beer with. worse than that. Heineken in a in a bottle is bad anyway, but um, Heineken Light is real, real bad. I'll give you my three real quick before we go to break. And Montucky here. Cold Snack, my friend. Yeah, that's that's my number three, Montucky Cold Snack. Uh, number two for me, Bud Light Lime. Ian will point out that at least it has flavor, and I will retort, yes, but the flavor is furniture polish. So that's not that's not a that, that's, that doesn't go in the plus yeah. category. And number one for me, it was referenced earlier, Dos Equis Mexican Pale Ale. It is terrible. It is a disgusting insult to beer, and I I encourage you do not take a chance. Do not buy it. You will not like it. We may it's have to awful. have a showdown with the uh, with the uh, Heineken Light. A worst beer blind taste test. <laughs> we have to invite uh, uh, Joel for Joel, that. because we had him on. We did the. Uh, I'll be back in DC for that. Worst beers in the world. <laughs> All right, we got to take a break. We will get to the list, and we'll get to more tasting and a whole lot of that in our second hour. If you're uh, somebody who only gets the first hour of the show, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Please check out the rest of us online. Uh, YouTube is a good place to do that. We're smoking and toasting and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Hour 2. It's Smoking and Toasting, our show about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. Ian is uh, cracking them open because we're going to taste a couple of beers in this segment. And then we'll get back to talking about uh, uh, worst beers in the world, which there's a list from uh, AmericanCraftBeer.com, and we will be parsing it and telling you what we think. First, though, Ian poured this in the last segment. We didn't get to it, so I want to drink it before it gets too warm. Uh, this one, I believe, is Shiner's Holiday Beer. Shiner right? Holiday Cheer. Shiner Holiday Cheer. And I don't think this uh recipe changes i know i from think year this one stays year. the same yeah. every year i think it's 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 kind of a popular thing like uh my sister loves this beer uh, yeah smells I've, nice. I've had it over the years mm -hmm. and have never like reached out for it again uh so it's interesting because i haven't tried it in quite a few years well it's be interesting just... to see what you think this is the most to me this is the most fruit cakey of the beers so far it smells great mm -hmm. yeah it smells wonderful it's um, it's, it's oh, buttered yeah. pecan on the aftertaste. Yes, it wow. is. And is there such a thing as holiday spice? Because I feel like it has I, a I holiday it's spice. Like holiday this spice. This is an ale brewed with peaches and pecans. Mm -hmm. Oh, and natural peaches. flavors and caramel color, coming at five point four percent. Every drop of Shiner is brewed in Shiner, Texas. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but apparently, according to what I've read, peaches come from a can. They're put there by a man. That's actually. what I heard. Yes, <laughs> I just <laughs> this is this is where the millennial millions goes, huh? of peaches, what? right? Like yeah. millions of them, uh, yeah. peaches well, for free. Yeah, I'm going to move into the country. I think. And okay, eat me a lot. Eat of a lot of peaches. Yeah. All yeah. right. That was a song by a band called the Presidents of the United States of yes, America, sir. and it was the stupidest song ever. But sometimes I can't get it out and of it my head. It made a hit so like Gangnam Style did. Yeah, right. <laughs> so stupidly catchy. Yes. Mm -hmm. I. You know. So this is very drinkable. I don't mm -hmm. know that I'd 
reach out for it again. But there's nothing wrong with yeah, it. Yeah, like, I, it's, it's I enjoy fun. this. It makes me feel holiday. The aftertaste yes. is is better than I remember. I, yes. I would say out of all the ones we've had, this is like the lightest mouthfeel. It's like yeah, yes. sure. Yeah, yeah but it also sure. has that that buttered pecan aftertaste, which is right. really yeah. kind of intriguing to me. I don't know that I've noticed that before. It's light, but it's, very holiday. It's been years that I've since I've had it. Mm-hmm. Mm. So. It, it does say on here. Uh, no, no, that was that was on this one. Sorry. So before we get into tasting the next beer, and Ian, I think you've still got a couple of those to pour. I want to get started on this list of the worst beers in the world because it's fifty beers long. I just looked at the Whoa. end. Of it. So let's start at the bottom and go. Uh, number fifty, Old Milwaukee. <laughs> okay. Number forty-nine, meaning it's worse. Yeah, I was going to say it's not the worst of the worst. So these are going from better to worse at this point. Right. Uh, Number 50 is Old Milwaukee. Number 49 is Old Milwaukee Light. (laughs) (laughs) Old Milwaukee. We barely made the worst list. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Number 48 is Beer 30 Ice. Oh, I, I like I like the name Beer Thirty, but I have not had this beer. So like bad. half this list is going to be lights and ice. Yeah, I was going to say who came <laughs> up with the whole ice thing anyway. And what does it have to do with anything? I don't know, but it's it it, it is certainly not a guarantee of quality. I can tell yeah. you that much. Uh, number forty seven, Budweiser. Number forty six, EDI Piwo Matene. Nelfitrowane. That's easy for you to say. Did you say Edie Amin and Nelson yeah, Mandela? I think so. I what? think so. Uh, number 45, Corona Light. Yeah. Number 44, thank you, Ian, for introducing me to this, Old English 800. Mm. <laughs> Old E. Mm-hmm. Number 43, Gin Ball King Benefit Lager 10. Uh-huh. Uh, 10 degrees. Number 42, Coors Light. Yes, oh, of course Light is not good. <laughs> number 41, Old Milwaukee Ice. Uh, no, I feel like I feel like you said ice is going to be on this list. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, number forty two. He's extra dry platinum. Number thirty nine. Foster's ice. <laughs> number Foster's, 30- Foster's is not good. That's Australian for blah. Yeah. Number thirty eight. <laughs> Pabst ice. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Wow. So Pabst Blue Ribbon got an uh, got a, a, a honorable mention on my list yeah. that we didn't get to earlier. <laughs> I, I got to figure. I didn't know they made a Blue Ribbon ice or you gotta, whatever it is. You got to figure the guys at Pabst were sitting around one day in the conference room, right? And they're like, okay, PBR's gotten kind of hip with like college students and all that. What can we do to capitalize on ice. that? Ice I is know. in right now. We'll make an ice, ice beer. Uh, uh. Molson Ultra is 37. Molson, Molson, Molson Ultra. Is bad. Molson Extra Light is number 36. Uh, number, Regular Molson's got to be on there, too. Number 35 is something I've never heard of called Harbo Yellow. Uh, number 34 is Camo Silver Ice High Gravity Lager. All right, now the there's a can I would never reach for. Right now. <laughs> what is high gravity? What is wrong? With, if you can't figure out something's wrong with that beer from that from that name. You yeah. know what? If we can't sell it, we're just going to add more syllables to it. <laughs> yeah. Number 33 is Bud Ice. Number 32 <laughs> is Miller High Life Ice. So much ice. <laughs> the, sh- the champagne of ice beers. Number 31 is Miller Genuine Draft MG. GD light. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, because Miller Genuine Draft wasn't light enough. <laughs> they needed to come out with a light version of it. You know it. what? We can engineer this to make it worse. Yeah. Uh, and that's exactly we what they the did technology. at Miller. That's exactly what they did at Miller when they took their uh, best selling beer and turned it into what came in as the 30th worst beer on our list Miller Light Ice. 
Yeah. I'm starting to see a pattern to this. Yeah, yeah. there is a name pattern. Every macro Adam brewer put the word it. ice after. Yeah, it. that's right. That's, and apparently, that's what a whole bunch of people did at yeah. different breweries. So I don't understand. All right, let's take a break from the bad beer and talk about what I hope is going to be a good yes, one. This please. is uh, this is sweater weather. Uh, Ian, tell us about this beer. Well, this is from Lakewood Brewing, which so uh, that's just out to the north of us. Yeah, they have their uh, Joel Osteen Temptress. Yes, yeah, is Joel Osteen's. <laughs> they have their Temptress series and a bunch of other stuff. This is funky though. Yeah, it's a winter warmer ale, and uh, I do not like this at all. Really? No, I oh, kind of like wow. it. I kind of yeah, like it. It's good. The funk oh. is weird. In it. I expected you to like this, yeah, given you know nope. your taste. To it, me, it tastes lightly smoky at the at the back end, like a. But it's yeah. not too much. It's not like what it's you were talking about. The smoke sure. it's porter. definitely not too much, but it's there. For sure. It tastes like hot dog water. That no, oh, that is. No, I can't. <laughs> I can't untaste that. Thank you for ruining this beer for me. No. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, doesn't. Lakewood. It tastes like hot lo- hot dog water with nutmeg. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, but it, I mean, it's, it does it? have an interesting it, holiday. Hey, dude, it, it, uh, it, it tastes a little like hot dog water. This, this Put is, some nutmeg in there. That'll yeah, that'll would not, this would not make my worst beer list. But it's not, I think I it has a fruitcake type part I in agree. it that is I very agree. like. If it's, you cook your fruitcake with hot dogs, yes. Yeah, okay. well, I was going to say people are very polar about fruit. Cake. Some people hate it, and speaking I can of, see how that could be. Speaking of things that are polarizing, wasn't one of the Limp Biscuit albums named Something Something in the Hot Dog Flavored Water? Well, I don't remember maybe. what the Something Something was. Somebody will have to look up that. Where is uh, where where is uh, some of our old uh, guys when, when yeah. we need them? If only there was a device. Yes, we need you on Stark. On right Stark. Now. Yes, if, if if Bruce could figure that out, and I get think it, it would us, be so. hard to drink two of these. Like. Like I, 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 I agree, like but this. I don't. I don't I hate this. I keep trying to go back and try it, but there's just something funky in here. I really kind of thought you were going to like this, Ian. It's not, not bad. It's just not no, great. It's it's like ale brewed with hot dog water, chocolate starfish, and the hot dog flavored chocolate water. Chocolate starfish, because what we know hell? that's a thing. Yes, that, <laughs> that was a that was a Limp Biscuit album. Limp Biscuit album from I mean, two thousand. The band's yes. name was Limp Biscuit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Limp Biscuit. They were like the hottest thing in the world for like five oh, minutes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And when it was over, it was <laughs> over. It, was it crashed pretty. Hard. It was vanilla ice over. I mean, it was just like <laughs> seriously. They <laughs> Millie Vanilli over. Yes, absolutely. All right, let's get back to bad beer. Number 30. I told you this one. Miller Light Ice. Uh, number 29. Milwaukee's Best Ice. <laughs> it's the beast. best ice. I have never heard of number 28. It is called E-D-I Mito. M-I-E-T-O-W-E. No idea. Uh, I don't know there. Uh, I don't either. Number 27 is also one I've never heard of called Bernstein Soar. And it's spelled S-O-R, but it's got the little umlaut over the O. Things to run away from. Yeah. <laughs> what, Bernstein Soar? Uh, there is PC 2.5G Low Carb, a pale American lager. There is Gordon Explosion Gin Spices. And I want to mention that what? Explosion is spelled <laughs> capital X. P L O S I O capital N explosion. Keith Richards and the expensive yeah, yeah. winos. It, honestly, Gordon Explosion Gin Spices sounds like a really bad rapper. You know, <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty bad. Yeah, but that's number twenty-five. Camo nine hundred high gravity lager. All right, when you name it camo, I'm not yep. in. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not <laughs> You're out already. Yeah, what's that yeah. can? That's you it. lost me on that. <laughs> At number twenty-three, I saw a real tree. I was in a bookstore and I saw a real tree camo Bible at one point in time. Oh. And I don't know why that's funny, but I know it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's for when you need to hide your Bible. Yeah. I, 
trying to shoot it? I don't know. I have a picture of that somewhere. Shot like, what, what is going uh, on? I was out here? hunting for deer, but I yeah. lost my Bible <laughs> yeah. now. Son, have you read your Bible today? I can't find it, Mom. <laughs> it just blends in with the surroundings. <laughs> At number 23, making uh, this uh, this particular line of beers first entrance onto the worst beers in the world. By the way, this came uh, this list came from Rape Beer which is a uh, website, Rape Beer, uh, making their first appearance on our countdown, as Casey used to say, <laughs> Bush Beer at number 23. Bush. Yeah. I lived in St. Louis. Head for the mountains, my friend. I lived in St. Louis, and and uh, I was there for uh, four years, I think. And during my time there, uh, I just ran into tons and tons of people drank Bush. I'm like, you at least drink a Budweiser. At least there's something going on there. You know, don't drink. It's terrible. Yeah, number twenty three on the list. But number twenty two, one I've had before. I think you may have too. Ice House Light. Ice House Light. <laughs> there's uh. several things wrong with that. Just in that name, Ice House Ice and House Light. And light. Uh, that's yeah. number twenty two. Number twenty one. Ian, you predicted this one. Budweiser Chilada. Yeah. yeah, anything Chilada. <laughs> Ice and Chilada are going to kill this list. If Bush... Or Clamato. Like, there's got to yeah. be a Clamato on there. And if uh, if uh, Bush beer appearing at number 23 wasn't enough, number 20 is Bush Ice, and number 19 is Bush Light. Yes. Wow. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, Old English 800 3.2 comes in at number 18. Of course. And the 17th worst beer in the world, according to this list... Is Bud Light? Wow, <laughs> Bud Light. Look, remember, look remember at some of the stuff. Our, it's worse than yeah. You Old Milwaukee, our, all of them. Uh, when we did our blind uh, light beer taste test, mm -hmm. like Bud Light didn't make it on anyone's list. Right, nobody picked like, it. Yeah, nobody. It's terrible. Yeah, B forty Bull Max eight percent comes in at number sixteen. <laughs> now you there's think only that's one a malt reason liquor? for that beer. <laughs> <laughs> you think there's a malt liquor there? <laughs> beer thirty Light is number fifteen. Keystone Light is number uh, 14. Keystone Light, no so bueno. Bud Light Chilada is <laughs> number 13. <laughs> is Starsko Tartuffe is number 12. Have not heard of it. I know what that means. Labatt Sterling is number 11. Labatt is bad in the first place. Keystone. Shout out to Pamela Anderson. So we're here now in our top 10. Number 10, Keystone Premium. Number, oh. <laughs> premium. premium. Number 9, Milwaukee's Best Light. Whoa. Number eight, Miller Genuine Draft MGD Light 64. Oh. Like they, they had to make it genuine draft. They had to make it light and they had to make it 64, 64. carbs. Uh, that's horrible. Like, hey, the worse the beer is, the more syllables we have to add. Ian, I think you're going to be excited about this one because you and I have had this one on the show. Number seven is Budweiser Select 55. Oh, not Do you remember so when we tried that? This yeah. was their attempt to do craftish beer, yeah. and it failed miserably. So bad that they're number seven on the list. Number six, Michelob Ultra, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> number five, Dorks, Dark Horse Lambic Want Blood Orange is number five. Number four is Sleeman Clear 2.0. Number three is Camo Genuine Ale. And at numbers two and one, number two... Natural ice, number one. Natural, natural light. Natural light is natural ice is better than natural light. Yeah, Perfect. from from ratebeer.com. Go check them out, uh, and you can check out drinking news that's coming up. Plus, we have more to taste, including I'm excited about this some All Burns right. Night whiskey that coming is up. Hilarious.
back and smoking a toast. And our show is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. And in the category of spirits we didn't need, <laughs> Doritos. <laughs> Doritos? That's the first word in my report. What does yes. Doritos have to do with spirits? Doritos is introducing a new way to captivate their customers with a unique product. A spirit that tastes like nacho cheese. <laughs> now, you remember every time you're at a Mexican restaurant when you get uh -huh. that chili con queso and you look oh, down at it and yes. you think, man, I should just dump some vodka in there. <laughs> like, what the heck are they thinking? Like, who wants... Nacho cheese, I want to say, is one of the greatest flavors that exist. That's known to man. It's true. It's amazing. Like, But there's a specific way to yeah. imbibe nacho cheese, right? And I it think should of this, be dripping off of a chip. I think of this like I think of another element of Mexican food, which is hot peppers. I want my food spicy and my drink not so much. My food cheesy, but maybe not <laughs> Maybe not my drink. <laughs> exactly. There's, there's a real reason here that you would want to go. So Doritos is partnering with Empirical. It's a Dutch company known for creating custom spirits with creative flavors and Doritos is limiting is releasing a limited edition flavor that will be available only online. It's going to be $65 for a 750-milliliter well, bottle. See, now I can just go up and ask for that particular uh, liquor and get a shot of it instead of the bartender looking at me weird when I'm like, hey, man, can I get some cheddar and vodka, please? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and they have been looking at you funny when you do that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is not the first unusual food-related product from a major brand. Kahlua and Absolute Vodka recently launched a fragrance that smells like an espresso martini. That sounds okay. Wow. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm totally cool with that. And Dunkin' Donuts, of course, turning their iced coffees and lattes into canned cocktails. I've yet to try the canned I, I cocktail that I think is wonderful, I think that's but okay I get too, it. Though. Yeah. Like, like iced coffee and Kahlua, or, you mm -hmm. know, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. You know what else sounds pretty good or smells pretty good? This whiskey. The um, Burns Night. Ameriganesh. Ameriganesh. Mm -hmm. um, it says on here that uh, Ameriganesh is Scottish Gaelic for American. Okay. Uh, our, uh, with I'll our, take your word um, for that. <laughs> Ameriganesh. Oh, so, yes, yeah, it says on the bottle. <laughs> so, okay. I'm just reading right off of here with information. Uh, a series of single malt whiskeys. We explore whiskey's frontiers deriving ins inspiration from these pioneering spirits who have spent their lives forging... Into uncharted land. This is smoky. It is smoky. It's uh, it's a good way. Mm -hmm. And I was not expecting that, like on the nose, because I didn't mm -hmm. think about it. It's just called Burns Night. Mm -hmm. um, but now that makes sense too. Burns Night, the, the smoking of the peat, coming in at forty six percent. So it says on here, uh, each January, the life and poetry of Scottish uh, Scotland's national poet Robert Burns. Are celebrated with readings, traditional fare, and of course whiskey. The annual it doesn't say Montgomery Burns. Uh, no, <laughs> Smithies. I'm invincible. Um, sounds like a dream Smithers would have. Smoke, smith, yeah, right. Burns Night. Burns Night. <laughs> the annual Burns gathering night. is known as Burns Night. We could think of no finer name for this uh, dram, which sees I, us combine the ancient Scottish method of double copper pot distillation with the southern innovation of grain in installation. I think it's delicious. I really do. I, I think it, the the peating is more subtle. 
and it and it just it just kind of lingers are, are a little a bit fan, in the finish. Uh, are you a fan of peated uh, whiskey? I, I can't say that I'm a fan, but I do enjoy some of the peated mm-hmm. peated uh, stuff. But I mean, for this to be like so balanced and complex and have the peat. Like this is awesome for anyone who wants to, you know, get introduced. This to would the be, I think, stuff. a great yeah. uh, foot in the door if you're yeah. sort of a gateway peat yeah. whiskey. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's it's got a pretty decent peat profile to it, but, but it's it not obnoxious and yeah. it also finishes with more of like a roasted caramel kind yeah, of thing. It's it's not a Lagavulin or a Glendronic. No, or, no, it's not yeah, that. It's yeah. not that. It's not that kind of heavy, right? Yeah, yeah, right. It's uh, it's delicate and it's really balanced. Mm. It's really, really delicious. It evaporates out of my glass really fast. And by the way, it's a gold medal whiskey from the most awarded craft whiskey distillery in the U.S. <laughs> since 2018, the Ameria Ganache that we mentioned. And Yum. Ian's pouring more. And we're back next <laughs> with Drinking News. It's Smoking and Toasting. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is Smoking and Toasting. And I just wanted to confirm something. If you are in the Chicago area, you can find at your neighborhood liquor store a bottle of Jepson's limited edition cotton, uh, not cotton candy, candy cane Malort. It exists. It's out there. I mean, I have a bottle of barrel-aged Malort. It says BAM. Yeah, that, that's, that's just wrong. It's like, why would you barrel-age something that's horrible in an attempt to think that it might get better with aging? Man, how? But think about the opportunities of taking that barrel that was used to barrel age Malort, and uh-huh. then using that with a nice fine whiskey. <laughs> or, um, can you imagine? Like Glenfiddich <laughs> orders some Malort casks, you right? Used Malort no. casks. What you and use they, that is for firewood. Yeah. Okay. And they, they take they take We've a been whiskey to put that's that fire been, out for three years now, and it just won't go out. They take a whiskey that's been aging for fifteen years uh-huh. and put it into the, the Malort cask. And then two or three years later, they sample it. We've made a great error, grave error, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> We've made a grave error. Um, uh, save this one for last, Ian. This one is uh, one that you and I tried at our uh, company one, holiday friend. party. Uh, this is from Bell's. This one is brilliant. You yeah. know I'm a fan of Bell's anyway. Yeah. Bell's. Yeah, they know what they're doing. Does such great uh, uh, beers. And and th- I didn't even know this existed until the Christmas, until the Christmas party, but it's a... Their Christmas ale is just a Scotch ale, um, yeah. which already Ian loves. Which, yeah, I yeah. love the name. It's, it's a classic. It's a classic looking uh, bottle. Yeah. Uh, it's also a classic. This holiday traditional case. Scotch ale is rich and malty with notes of caramel and a warm finish, certain um, to make any occasion festive or at least a bit more bearable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Enjoy with the company, friends and family. Um, I, I'm gonna. Um, I want. I want to reach out to Bell's for just a moment. Uh, an open letter to Bell's. Um, okay. Bells, uh, I sense this is coming from your heart. I love you guys. Hold on. Do we need a little bit of a... We might, yeah. <laughs> Bells, listen to me for a second. I love you guys. Your IPA is wonderful. The two-hearted um, ale. The two-hearted ale is, is amazing, yeah. Even the Oberon. I'm not even a big fan of wheat beer, and your Oberon is is pretty outrageous. Um, the beer you do with the liquor is just questionable. But everything else I absolutely love. Um, but Scotch <laughs> Ale doesn't have to be just for Christmas. Please make this all year. Ah. Yeah, why not? I'm, I'm begging you all year. So we had my plea to St. Arnold and your plea to Bell's all in the same yeah, show. Yeah, just make it. Just make it. When whenever uh, uh, spring comes around, just call it spring ale. And I don't even need. Whenever summer comes yeah. around, just call it summer ale. And from my point, I don't even need year round. I just want the seasonal to come back. Sailing Santa, St. Arnold, are you listening? <laughs> we got to get Jill on here. 
We got to get. Uh, um, really, we need to get Brock, the head, the head, because we can put him like to task, right? Brock, <laughs> when are you gonna do Sailing Santa again? I mean, Sailing just, Santa, what a brilliant uh, idea that was. Yeah, but you're taking away from the fact that I just. I just poured my heart out to Bell's to make more Scotch ale because this Scotch ale is brilliant. It is really quite it's good. It's like a like just the classic Scotch ale yeah, flavors. And, and I get that they're like, oh, it's a Christmas ale. Yeah, that's an excuse, guys. I see right <laughs> through you. <laughs> and yes, I get that. That's usually a more wintry thing. But um, I would drink this floating down a river in the summer. I would be very yeah. happy with it. If I could get a twelve pack of this <sighs> in cans. Mm, buddy, there's almost nowhere I wouldn't bring it. <laughs> and, and I just want to say for those of you who are uninitiated. When it comes to Scotch ales, don't do not be afraid of them. Scotch ales, good. Yeah. Also, Scotch known eggs, not so much. <laughs> Scotch eggs are delicious. <laughs> um, also known as a wee heavy, same right. thing. Scotch yeah. ale, wee heavy. So if you see those two things, same thing. This is wonderful, though. This is, uh, and so I knew uh, when I picked some of that up for the Christmas party because I was in charge of stocking the Christmas party beers. Mm. You may have noticed there was no Bud Light. Um, the, uh, uh, the I know I was looking. I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> when I saw this, I was like, "Oh, I'm getting this because Ian is going to zero in on oh, that." Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And he's going to be all about it. And sure enough, uh, you and I, after the party had long dis- dispersed. You and I were sitting out on the balcony smoking cigars. And I have drinking to say, this. so not bad drinks. You brought the Scotch ale. I brought the Eagle Rare. We were doing oh, okay. Oh, we, it was it was a rock and play. <laughs> we did just so people know our company Christmas party this year. We set up for the first time the smoking and toasting whiskey bar. Yes. And what I did was I took a whole bunch of the bottles where we've got a little bit left from having done them on the show, and we put them in the whiskey bar and let people uh, yeah, let great. people uh, choose was, from them. That was good. Dang, good yeah. whiskey yeah, bar. It really yeah. was. It was nice. It was uh, it was pretty darn was good. Nice. And I think Terry, you brought. Uh, didn't you bring? A, I bring the bond. I brought the bonded. Yeah, the James yeah. Bond, yeah. Which I, uh, bo- uh, Jack James which bonded. Which I noticed was not still there at the end of the night. So mm-hmm. I assume. You oh, took was it was no, I didn't. I oh. thought it, I left it for you. Oh well, I may have it somewhere. That <laughs> oh okay, I have to go yeah. Back and look you, for. yeah. All right. Well, I'll bring it in on the show and we'll enjoy it <laughs> yeah, together. Exactly. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, in that case, thank you and Merry Christmas. <laughs> yes. Um, so uh, this has been a really fun show. It's been a really fun year. Uh, coming up next week. I just want to point out that what you just said tells me you haven't unpacked from the Christmas um, well, thing yet. Well, a lot of stuff just went into a box. <laughs> there was a lot of whiskeys. I'm just reading think, between the lines there. I think the bartender was even impressed with the whiskey selection. Oh, he selection. was. He was. He was, he like, was like really wow, impressed. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he was also impressed that we didn't have Bud Light. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to us all year. On next week's show, our wine expert Mark Burrell ta- uh, joins us to talk about uh, champagne and sparkling wine for new year's that's so right. gonna be we're amazing looking forward to that. adam thanks for being on the show i loved it it's fun thanks, having guys. you thanks on this side me. and as we like to say at the end of every program cheers, cheers y'all, y'all.